This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The polls are off and running. And Dan and Jason Bernstein are here to keep you up to date with the stampede. You're listening to Organizations Win Championships. Welcome to Organizations Win Championships, an Odyssey podcast about your Chicago Bulls. This is our post-draft pod 2023 I'm Dan Bernstein, along with Jason Bernstein and our producer, James Jackson. Well, I, you, you can't say that the Bulls didn't hold to form because we, with all the rumors and everything that was popping out there about possibilities, they ended up merely trading into the second round. By giving up two other second round picks. So you lose out on two. So you lo- you net lose a pick when you could get the same type of player in the same type of spot. I know it, in some ways it feels good that they at least did something, and we can presume this is the guy in Julian Phillips that will replace Derek Jones Jr. in the lineup because after he opted out of his, what was it, $3.5 million option, I think it's safe to say that he's looking for something a little bit more substantial. But it... I don't know how much sense it makes to me. I it it just it's kind of just like a yay, and then we move on from it. Um, although Julian Phillips is known to be really athletic and he has defensive versatility, but it's it there's not much to be excited about with this team right now. These are the big takeaways that I had, and if we just kind of look at it from thirty thousand feet to start, I was tantalized by the possibility of a Demar Derozan trade. You know how I was so uh, strident. I've been that the that nothing good is going to happen until they get the restrictor plate off the engine right now because NASCAR is coming to Chicago. I can use a, a NASCAR analogy that what it, the, the, the suffocating force on a modern NBA offense that is an anachronistic 1990s, early 2000s kind of game is still something they're going to have to navigate as long as, as DeRozan's here and he's here. There were also rumors of a Zach Levine possible deal, and that didn't come to fruition either. And I keep coming away with this. The Bulls think their players are better than we think they are, certainly here in this room. And I know it appears that the Bulls think their players are better than the market thinks they are. Because if they're not getting the right offers, maybe your player isn't worth what you think he's worth. Right. I I think we figured that out when they tried to get two first-round picks out of Alex Caruso when I would have done it for one late round first pick this year. I think that if I think the Warriors were really interested in Caruso at the deadline. And I remember there was a video of Steve Kerr actually telling Alex Caruso, we would love to have you here. Mm-hmm. 
And if they were to, what pick did they have? They, they somewhere late in the first round. I don't know. I, I, I'm going to forget who they selected, but I would have made that trade. But the Bulls said, no, we want two first round picks for Alex Caruso. Yes, he's a great defender. And yes, he's a good locker room guy. But he's not worth two first round picks in any universe. He, he's making $9 million. That granted, that is a that is a nine million dollar per year well spent, but you have to be realistic with what you have. And I don't think DeRozan is gonna be worth all that much. I think Levine, if they were to shop him, is gonna be worth significantly more. But I don't I still don't think Levine is a max player, and I don't think you can get a trade offer that would normally be adequate for a quote unquote max player. And it's a really frustrating position they're in when it seems like they are blind to what everyone else seems to see. And then the next step is going to be to keep the core together with likely a, a minimum two-year deal for Nikola Vucevic. And probably they'll end up with a three-year deal that might even have a player option, which I think is a mistake for an, an aging player who, even he though he thinks that he's going to play into his 40s, is not something I'm interested in, in in experimenting with here or paying for at the moment. And I keep looking at the quote here. This is from, from our guy, Casey Johnson, and he put it in the Twitter feed. And I saw it. I said, this can't be right. This, this it has to be satire. This was AK last night. Now that the trade is closed, the Orlando selection of Jet Howard was the other Bulls pick. Now, just first blush, what do you make of this quote from the executive VP of the Chicago Bulls? I thought that deal worked out pretty well for us. What? (laughs) That's it? That's, That's the only quote? I thought that deal worked out pretty well for us. First of all, when they just we had we groaned when we saw ESPN put up that trade when Orlando was about to make that selection. Yes, we did. And Otto Porter, whatever. I don't really care about Otto Porter. But when I saw Wendell Carter, who has gotten a lot better, who I would take over Vucevic right now, and at least for this team. And then I saw Franz Wagner, Mm -hmm. who I love. I love his game. He's a 6'10", 6'11", athletic, small forward, power forward. He can guard multiple positions if he tries on defense. But he's more athletic. He's, as some people would like to say, sneaky athletic. And he can shoot the crap out of the ball. And that's he fits the modern NBA so well. And he came in as a rookie and he started torching people. And I think he's already an, uh, an underrated asset for a team that could be very good in a short period of time. Uh, obviously, when it comes to Paulo Boncaro, who I think could be one of the best players in the NBA for years to come. Um, it, it how In what world does that work out? We were so excited when they made that trade. But in hindsight, they weren't in a position, especially that's a deal you make when you're going to be in the playoffs and looking to push forward and make a playoff run that season, they didn't make the playoffs that year. No, they were bad. They were terrible. The the half season after they picked him up, they couldn't figure out how to play. And what the, I think the most, 
the most significant thing that season to come out of that trade was Patrick Williams changing his number to 44. Nothing came out of it. And it, oh God, he, I thought AK was going to be such a change for this organization, but it's really similar to what Garpax is doing. I mean, before there, we, before it, we it, break uh, down, before we break down the, the players, the new acquisitions, there was a buried story from last night that I think may be more significant than I thought when I first saw it. And that was the hiring by the Bulls of Peter Patton. Now, people in Chicago remember Peter Patton as the the shooter guy from DePaul from 92 to 96. And he has since sort of bounced around as a shooting guru who studied under longtime shooting coach Chip Engeland, who's a, a, a former Duke player, really good friend of Steve Kerr. And Peter Patton had been with the Mavericks and the Timberwolves as a shooting coach. The Bulls have not only hired him as a shooting coach, they've named him their director of player development. And Mark Eversley discussed this idea of, yeah, you know, it's a good idea if guys can shoot. Wow. Isn't it brilliant? So the ball, you, you, you put the ball up and then it goes in the basket, which and it's really worth- is... And it's, it's a fascinating three, way of looking at basketball. And it's worth three points. Yes, that that one's good too. The oh one, my that is, goodness, the, the one that is worth three would be nice. So now, in consecutive years, they happen to have drafted guys who can't shoot well enough. And I, I started laughing, imagining when they this this kid shooting coach walks over. Hey, uh, Mr. DeRozan, nice to meet you. Can we talk? Like, uh, like, to shoot a little more of these. Can we work on your shooting a little bit? I mean, what? It's it's yeah. it's ridiculous DeRozan knows his game and I'm kidding I I I don't know if DeRozan is gonna dad I'm I, kidding I, I know you're kidding he's not gonna say boo to DeMar DeRozan I know but it DeRozan's not, it won't affect DeRozan I I just don't know if DeRozan will be I I don't he'll still be a ball he will they're not gonna trade anybody they're gonna re-sign Vucevic and they're gonna sign Dante DiVincenzo and he's gonna suck why why can't he be good he no, I, I don't know. I'm just pessimistic. And I also think he, I discussed this when we talked about potential free agents. I also think he's a really good fit for the Warriors. And I don't know if the Bulls would know how to use him properly. I just I don't have any faith at all. And yeah, yeah but you're, you're the youngster. You're supposed to be wide eyed and oh, idealistic. Really? But guess what? And hopeful. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about the Bulls here, okay? Yes. We're not talking about Cleveland or Detroit or Orlando or even Houston or San Antonio. We're not talking about those teams. We're not. And also, I I know this isn't Bulls-related, but Imani Bates went at 49 Mm -hmm. to the Cavs. I mean, that's something to look out for a little bit. I I still think there's, there's something there as much as he fell off from his high school days. I still think... That's that's a worthwhile. I I would have rather them taken Bates at thirty five if they were going to trade back into it because at least we know how talented he he he's a crazy talented basketball player. It's just can he put it together and will he be a good dude off the court? Because we know he's had some issues, but I th- I think that there's a little bit there's a little bit of something there. So all right, first thoughts on the new bull Julian Phillips from Tennessee who seems to fit a a type of collection of traits. 
Yeah, and they can't develop anything. Like, but, but Peter like, Patton is here. How can you say that? Uh, Peter Patton stop. is here to cure everything that ails them. Stop. But if we're talking about development, I think we have to look at Miami as the gold standard. Right, but let's talk and, about Julian Phillips. What do you like? What do you not like? Um, I don't like his 24% from the three in college. That That's not good at all. But I do like 6'9", 19 years old, athletic, can guard multiple positions. I mean, it's just another one of those guys. And I just, I, I, I don't know. They just haven't seemed to develop anything. If you, how uh, Miami has developed everybody. And we know Max Struess is not the most athletic, talented player. We know Gabe Vincent is 5'11", 6 feet. Caleb Martin is not a very good athlete. And they had a fourth undrafted guy. Who, who's their other? Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson. He's not super physically talented. He can shoot the crap out of the ball. Though. But all of those except Caleb Martin are known for simply being able to put the ball in the basket from wherever they stand on the floor. Right. And Caleb Martin turned into Jesus in that game seven against the Celtics. I mean, like, if... If you're going to draft a traits guy, you better know how to develop. And the Bulls drafted Patrick Williams fourth overall, mainly because he was a trait guy. Obviously, he was a little bit more polished than somebody than that would go 35th overall. But there hasn't been as much development as we'd hoped, as, as much as we still think Patrick can be something. And I, I still do, too. There, That's the, the one bit of light I have right now. Um, I would say Patrick and Kobe are pretty much it, maybe. Mostly Patrick, though. Well, we'll it's, get to Kobe just, when we start just, talking about the, the, the current it, roster. I, I'm I'm all over the place with this team, and it's all leading back to they can't develop and they suck. <laughs> well, you're in a cheery mood. Yeah, uh, I know. So UConn, part of this might be because I'm really tired. But UConn forward Adama Sanogo, who I believe was the yeah, final the most, four most outstanding most outstanding I think player, the, the right? Entire tournament's most outstanding, or maybe that was Jordan Hawkins. I don't know who. I think went like 15th overall or something. And he, I would rather the, the Bulls have. I would love if the Bulls had Jordan Hawkins, but yeah, they don't. That that'd be nice. But Sanogo will be a two-way player between the Bulls and the Windy City Bulls. He is not going to be on the active roster. For a very long period of time, big, strong, I loved smart. Him co- loved him in college. He's. I still think he's better than Kofi Coburn. He can move. He can move. He can move, but he can't jump. Um, can't can't really shoot. He made a couple in in one of the final four games. Made a couple threes in one of the final four games, but um, he's a perfect college big, but he will not be able to survive at the NBA level. Although I think it's worth a shot because sometimes the best college, I mean, why would you not try to take a shot on the best college player in the NCAA tournament? I mean, Luca Garza somehow has found himself some NBA minutes um, on the Wolves and Pistons. No, he wasn't. He was like the G League starting all the G League all-star starting center. Perfect place for him. I mean, well, the thing about Luca Garza is he can shoot, which Sonogo can't. Um, I don't know. It's whatever. They, it's just so underwhelming. The Bulls are so incredibly underwhelming in every aspect of everything for the past 10 years. 
There was a little bit oh, of God. news that was confirmed right. by Arturis Karnishevis last night, and it was news that we first brought you in the last episode of the Organizations Win Championships podcast that they're, he's not going to play this year. Lonzo. And you, they, didn't even say, they, you didn't even say Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball is – they confirmed that he is not going to play this season for the Bulls. They say the surgery went well. He is getting off of crutches. But as we have understood from the moment he decided to have this surgery, it is still highly unlikely that he ever plays basketball again. And they're not getting ahead of themselves when it comes to getting salary cap relief. They did not. He did not last night take it off the table. That would They would apply for – I forgot what it is. It's like half of his salary for this year for a disabled player exemption, which they may still Why do. Why not? I, do I, they may. They may. But there, there are other mechanisms in place if they think he's he's going to be done, done. But at least for this year, they may be able to get some relief. So what that means is now we get to ask the question again. Who is your point guard? Who's the point guard? And as, as it kind of has to be Kobe White, right? Yes. I mean, he gets first shot. Right. And I think in a lot of ways he deserves it because he was significantly better last season than he was the season before. His handle got a lot tighter. He, He was actually not a terrible defender. He's one of the only guys in the lineup that can shoot consistently. He, Shoot! He's a better catch-and-shoot player than he is off the dribble, but he can make it off the dribble. He's a pretty crafty scorer. He can get on a heater, but it's he's still not really a point guard to me. I agree his 100%. Vision, it's not, his vision isn't awful, but it's just not great. And I want a point guard to be a point guard. And I know he's been working with Chris Ball, who is now a warrior, what what the hell is that? Jordan Poole is going to have so much fun doing whatever he wants to do on the Wizards. Jordan like, Poole, he could I, 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 I'd rather I'd rather stab my eyes out than watch the Wizards this season. A Wizard, oh oh, if what? we have to, if we have to, if the opening game this year is Wizards versus Bulls, I am going to throw a baseball at the television. That would that is I'm never going to watch a Bulls versus Wizards game this season. Yeah, you are. I mean, I know I'm gonna have to you're going to now i i I think that i think that jordan pool could be when all is said and done zach levine in 2020 i'm predicting he he will be a top 10 nba points per game scorer with one of the lowest shooting percentages we've ever seen for a top 10 nba score yeah it's it's i don't know mark that down he's not he's not steph curry no my problem by the way with kobe as a point guard. And I do agree he should get first shot because I am, I, I would say from the, one of the few guys on this team for whom the arrow is still pointed up, who I'm giving exactly. the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. To Patrick mentally. and Kobe. Patrick and, and Kobe. Yeah. But, but you know, Kobe played hard and hit some big shots and looked like an NBA guy. He looked like right. the guys on the other teams. And my, my worry is as long as you have this continued issue between whose turn it is, between Demar and Zach, while still nominally saying you want to run an offense through Vooch, Kobe isn't the decision maker and preventer of bad shots being taken. He's not going to be the guy who cradles the ball under one arm and puts his hand up in the face of Demar and says, chill out. He doesn't have that kind of 
juice at this point. Yeah, but Zach Levine, the issue is Zach Levine didn't either. Zach Levine was too scared to say, you know what, Damar, I got this one. And you're a max player. Like, be the guy. And Zach Levine, it felt like they were not, and this isn't Damar's fault, but Zach Levine would never try to be the guy to take the shot. It was always Damar. Well, and and, and it bothered Zach. That bothered Zach. But, all, he, it, but he had opportunities to do it, and he still didn't. Or he screwed it up. Or That's he was what taking, I think. Taking I a think, two when they needed a three, or he's missing right. a back cutter. Well, the guy that I wish would do that a little bit more was Patrick. I want him to be, you know what? Get the hell out of my way. I'm just going to go dunk on this guy. Because Zach Levine, his hops got better throughout the season after that knee thing. But I think Patrick has a little bit more oomph at the rim than Zach Levine mm-hmm. does now. And that's, I really, Zach Levine is more crafty. And I still think Patrick needs a little bit more body control and needs to learn how to finish consistently. He but, gets it knocked out of his hands too he, often. But, and he has the biggest hands on the team, but he can, he had a dunk in that Raptors game. That was like, holy hell. I don't want to say, I don't really want to swear yeah. right now, but. Oh my lord! He he yammed on. I think it was Purtle. Was it Purtle? I don't know. But he had a baseline dunk that just woke us up, and he also had a missed dunk mm-hmm. that was an oh my god thing again. And I I I want Patrick to be the guy to say, you know what? I got it. I'm gonna hit a step back three, or I'm gonna dribble and take a floater, or I'm just gonna try to dunk on this guy and draw a foul. And that's the worst case scenario. And I mean, Patrick shot what ninety percent from the line, so I would be okay with that. I I want Patrick to really take a leap this year. We said this some, all last year. No, I know, but if they decide to break this, what they want to call a core up, I think Patrick needs to. You know, he just needs to try to be the guy. And I want I and the, he says that they're telling him that. And everything is, everything is catered to Patrick. I just, I just want, I don't know how much of the problem is DeMar not giving him the ball because DeMar wants to take a mid-range jump shot. And I, I would be interested to see what Patrick does if DeMar is in here or if Zach isn't here, how much of an offensive leap he takes. I, I, I want Patrick to be a bigger function of the Bulls next season it's going to be hard. And it, even in even being point guard and even I, I, I think he might even need to take the ball up a few times and try to make passes and create for other people. Yeah, they, I wouldn't mind him involving more Patrick. screen roles. I, I, I wouldn't mind him it, 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 either as, as, as the a screener ball, okay, or as a yeah. ball handler. Either I, way, I, he needs he's going to have to take a huge step up this season. And we, we've I know we've said it and I know that's what you were going to say. But if they decide to break this up now is really the time and if it and it, if it doesn't come i they have absolutely nothing going for them all right I let's mean, look at the roster in general because i also think when we talk about this lonzo news and about how this is all going to work together they've they've put a, a qualifying offer out there for kobe qualifying offer for io it may be that drummond leaves and it looks like Derek jones jr is leaving if they continue to do this without rim protection if Patrick Williams is the back line of the defense, that means they have to pressure ball screens on the perimeter. 
which the, they did last season and were terrible at because Vucevic isn't as fast. Correct. And, and and what happened? And then they had to have help coverages, and the help coverages it opened up three point shots in the corner. Exactly. Coach, you yes, and they're going to have to figure that out. One person isn't going to solve that. One person isn't going to solve rim protection problems. But this was yet another way that the the Lonzo injury sort of killed what they were doing. I mean, Io is a pretty good defender, much better defender than Kobe. And if they're going to start Kobe at the point, they're not going to rely on that aggressive screen roll defense from their guards that's going to keep the pressure off the the back end of the defense, especially if they're going to use Vooch in a drop coverage that they don't even really call it a, a drop coverage. So I, I, I don't know exactly how that works, but I don't know what the call is going to be on Io. Whether or not Io's price didn't increase as much as maybe he thought in a down oh. year last year. So they might be able to bring Io back. I, I mean, I think he's a 15 minutes a game guy. Just get just, he, it, it, he's the equivalent of a baseball starting pitcher innings eater for me. I just think he goes in there, plugs in the defense, doesn't mess anything up and he comes out of the game. Um, I think you're forgetting the most important part of this, which is just Javante Green. Uh, just <laughs> need to let you know. Just need to let he you know he's the GOAT. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he had those couple of games after his knee thing, but he wasn't really as, you know, lively as he usually is. I I, I hope so. I love him. Um, but I, I, I just – I. Uh, the, we talk so much about the Bulls and so many hypotheticals and what ifs about the team, and it all just leads back to they suck. Like, well, I'm sorry, they're... but it, it I, I know this is great for content, but it's just uh, we get I, our hopes. I, I, up. I, can't, I can't. We get our hopes up way too much, and we saw that Toronto game they won, and even that Miami game, and I know idiots would just be saying oh look the bulls could have made the finals if they beat miami no no i don't i don't care if the bucks were Giannis lists they still would have gotten swept i don't think they would win one that series also did you see that chris middleton declined a 40 million dollar extension what the hell no option Op, that's what i meant option what dude that's that's you're the number two on a championship team, and you're saying no to forty million dollars. Well, he's going to get a hundred, probably. I mean, he's not Over saying how no. Many years? He's not saying no to forty because he thinks he's going to get zero. He's looking at the market. You know, that that's a guy for whom there is a market. Well, yeah, because he can make shots. There you go. So our takeaway is that the Bulls remain the Bulls. They is... don't rim protect. They don't make enough shots, and they're mediocre, and they will be mediocre for the rest of eternity as long as they live. <laughs> but they have a shooting coach. Peter Patton is here to save everybody. Stop glazing him. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> this Lord. Is, this is like when the White Sox, you know, they, this Pedro Griffol is going to solve all the problems. Or Well, that's a little know. different because the Bulls had a horror – or the – White Sox had a horrible manager. The Bulls don't have a horrible coach. Okay, here's the other comp. The comp is when the Cubs didn't do anything that one offseason, but they hired Rudy Jaramillo, the Rangers hitting coach. And Rudy Jaramillo was coming in to teach everyone how to hit home runs. And and they were still bad. But we'll give Peter Patton the benefit of the doubt. They've been decent now, too. The Bulls are in – I would say they have – 
past the White Sox in the most awful situation list right now. Because at least the White Sox are in a horrible division. The Bulls aren't in a horrible conference. No, and and and, and their division's getting better. And I am Detroit yeah. is going to be a problem. Monty Williams is going to cook the Bulls. Monty, so it's pissed. The rest of their division is Pistons, right? Bucks, great. Cavs, good. Could be great. And Pacers, who are on the come up, and Tyrese Halliburton is, I think, going to be one of the best point guards in the league for years to come. They just, I think, Jairus Walker is going to be on the Pacers now, and he's he's a modern NBA big man. Miles Turner is still great at blocking shots and being athletic. They have a lot of guys on their team, and the Bulls just have no anything. With that, let's wrap it up with the (sighs) college showdown. And if you are just joining us on organizations win championships, what we do on the college showdown is my partner prides himself on knowing where everybody on active NBA rosters went to college. I do not pride myself on that, but he decides to throw some vintage players at me to see if I know their respective Alma's Mater. Alma Maters, Alma's Mater. Now, and you know, the rosters look different now because right after the draft, there's all sorts of new names on here. And I also think that certain guys who've been designated two-way, who may have been in the G League, have officially been added to off-season rosters. So there's some new names out there. Okay, fine. You ready? Sure. Okay. Oh, boy. I do three, you do three. Yeah, this could be bad. Here we go. We're going to start with Cleveland guard Sam Merrill. Oh, I think I knew this and I forgot. Yeah, no. Um, eh. I know Dean Wade went to Kansas State that, and Dylan Windler went to Belmont. Belmont. Look at me. I, I always get Dil- Dylan Windler confused with Kevin Herter. I don't know why. Well, I, but, th- but those are none of the people. Um, Sam, Sam Merrill. Merrill. Did he go to Wichita State? He did not. Where'd he go? Utah State. Stop rubbing your eyes. Stop. Because your hand's in front of your face, and I can't hear you in the microphone. Blah, blah, blah. There. Uh, Okay, so 0 for 1. (sighs) Boston Center, Mifiandu Kabangele. Uh, Florida State, right? Yes. Yeah. Very good. And Memphis forward Kenneth Lofton Jr. Oh, um, Louisiana Tech, right? Yes. Yes. All right. Very good. I didn't think you'd get two out of three there. I'll I'll take two out of three. All right, you got no choice. That's what you got. Oh God, I hate when you do that. What? Um, oh, like you, when you, you come oh, off a what, what, when I when I hit a, an okay drive in golf and you just and I say, oh, I'll take that. You go, well, you have to take it. Oh, well, stop. yeah, but you, you'll finish or you'll get a five on a on a on a par four and you'll say, I'll take that, and I'll say yes because that's how many strokes it took to get uh, out the I, hole. I, I I I can't live with you for that much longer. And you All don't right. have to. Yeah, I know. Thank God. Um, former Washington Bullets forward Greg Ballard. Oh, geez, you're going way back. No, he was mid-80s. Greg Ballard? Big old thick. <laughs> yeah, he he had went a couple to, good years in there. Oh, uh, he he went to t- Tennessee Tech. Ugh, no, he went to Oregon. Dude. Well, that's what I meant. <laughs> I don't know. 
All right. I think college-wise, it's going to get progressively harder. So you Great. really messed that one up. Greg Ballard's Although, hard. although, although, here you go. Former Bull and Warriors forward, Rod Higgins. Oh, shoot. That's Michael Jordan's running mate. That's his, Rod Higgins is Mike's best buddy. He could shoot the crap out of it, man. Yeah, he's hurt a lot. But there you go. Rod Higgins. Come on. I don't, uh, Rod Higgins. I should know this. Yeah, that's why I did it because I it was a good tester. Iowa, no, Fresno State. All right, and here we go. This is probably the stumper, and you're already over two. All right, (laughs) great. (laughs) Former Knicks and Cavs wing Gerald Wilkins, Jordan Stopper brother, the Jordan Stopper. Yeah, Gerald Wilkins because Dominique. Gerald, where did Gerald go? Gerald went to Alabama. Went to Chattanooga. Yeah, you you were way off on all of them. Yeah, that, was, that was that was close to the old golden sombrero there. That was no, that, it that was, was you went over three. Yeah, well, oh, technically golden sombrero is over four, but that's oh, uh, sorry. yeah, not my finest hour. But that wraps up organizations win championships and you know what to do now you know on the odyssey app there's an auto download button you should subscribe you should review you should use it as uh, as as a moisturizer oh, no. and as a floor wax and, uh, and 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 a dessert topping and wherever you get your podcasts you should find it and say nice things about it and what you should do is stop people on the street while you're crossing the street and you grab them by the lapels and you shout in their face to subscribe to organizations win championships. There, that's what you're going to do. You're so gross and weird and awful. Yes, a memoir.